Hello, and welcome to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. My name is Philip Rebentish, the Chief Storyteller of Gotta Story Media, which creates educational marketing content for the cannabis industry. Throughout my media career, blending education and entertainment has been a common thread. This podcast is intended for people that are new or are re-entering use of cannabis, which is, after all, a plant. As your host, we are going to explore this world together and learn along the way. My guest today is Jeff Comero, who is the owner of the video production company Hybrid Forest, which creates high-quality cannabis advertising videos. Jeff and I believe that the perception of the cannabis industry needs to change from the stoner stereotype to promoting the many positive benefits of using the plant. As a cannabis industry expert, I asked Jeff to walk me through the basics of the dispensary experience and the differences between medical and recreational use of cannabis here in California. Let's pick up the conversation in Jeff's studio in Burbank, California. So, Jeff, uh, my reintroduction to cannabis took place a, a couple years ago when I went to get see a physician and get a recommendation. And at the time, I found the whole process to be a little intimidating, right? I didn't know how to really go about it. I had done some research on the internet. But until you actually go through it, you don't really know what that process is about. Yeah. So can you give um, our listeners some advice uh, to someone that is either new to cannabis use or is re-entering use of cannabis? It's a, it's a whole new world. And cannabis has evolved so much. The amount of quality products and uh, the different types of products and the different ways you can now obtain cannabis uh, has, you know, been a revolution over the past 20 years. Tell me a little bit about what it's like for a person that's never been to a dispensary before. What kind of experience can they expect? Um, okay. So in 2018, the way you get cannabis is from a dispensary or from a delivery service. Uh, or you could go to an event that sells cannabis. So okay. three so three different ways. Uh, the, the most popular one is going to a dispensary. And while we talk about from start to finish how that happens. Right. And I realize that could be a whole episode unto itself of educating people. But in general, what what's going to happen? Yeah. So the first thing that you want to do is take your phone and you're going to want to download an app to find dispensaries around you. And the leading app right now is called Weed Maps. Okay, I'm familiar with Weed Maps. I use them. I think a lot of people have heard of them. Mm -hmm. And there's other apps like Leafly. So you're going to have the app and you're going to see where you are and how many dispensaries are in your area. And there can be a bunch. And you want to pick a dispensary that has a lot of reviews, probably like a few hundred reviews, or it could be a brand new dispensary. Um, and you want to pick one uh, that you like and feel comfortable going to, you mm -hmm. can go and take a look at the storefront. You know, not all dispensaries are created equal. Right. Uh, because this is a growing pain going from a black market product to a white market. Right. A legal product. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, other than on the recreational side, other than the medicinal use side. Right. Yeah. And you go into... Weed maps, and you pick a place, and you can see a menu of what there is, so you know what they offer before you go in. Oh, great! Yeah, it's uh, 
Um, so, you know, each dispensary probably has a different product. A lot of dispensaries will have, you'll find that if you go to multiple dispensaries that they'll have similar products from certain brands. Um, okay. So once they've pulled up into the parking lot, they've okay, scoped yeah, it. I, Walk um, me through okay. what happens. Okay. Let me, let me go back. Yeah, that. yeah. So you download the app and you find out in your area a good dispensary and then you drive to that dispensary. Uh, you're going to walk in and you're going to be greeted with a uh, receptionist uh, waiting room and there's a, usually a guard. A security now, guard. The, yeah. And don't be intimidated because these guards are there, you know, they're for your protection. Right. And they're protect anybody who wants to come in and do anything bad because this is an all cash business right, right. now. Exactly. That's why they're there. Right. This is a drug. This is a part of the growing pains coming from the black market. Right. So it could be a little intimidating. Don't worry. Right. Which is what we talked about, you know, earlier. Is yeah. that there and even I was a little bit intimidated because it's a different situation. So okay, they come in, so um, there's a receptionist. Have, yeah. What happens? The, you're gonna have a person usually behind uh, a a piece of glass, you know, in a receptionist area. They're gonna have you probably write your name down somewhere mm-hmm. or like, you know, you used to have to fill out this big piece of uh, literature that, you know, everyone right. just, you just uh, initial everywhere. Yes, it I've done that. Such a yeah, pain. I've, I've done that. I'm like, what yeah. am I doing? I'm not reading it, all of it, even though you always should, but you're nervous, right? Yeah. I was nervous. Be that So doing that is ca- legal turnaround right there is that they're saying you're joining a collective right and that you're you can then be a member of the collective so then you can go into the dispensary and buy right so the, you're in there so you're filling this out paperwork yeah right it's ridiculous so what happens when you turn the paperwork in so you're going to turn the paperwork in and if there's a couple people in front of you you might have to wait a moment it depends on the dispensary how many bud tenders there are is how soon you can walk into the next room where there's a showcase of the cannabis right and and the bud tenders are employees of the collective that are um, the salespeople right yes okay so a bud tender is the bartender oh got it you know got it i was thinking a, a bud tender like pruning the flower right like Tending to the plant, not a bud tender as a bartender. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. All right, I'm with you. So, the, so that's your bud tender. Yeah, they're they're there to sell the product and to be the connection with the dispensary. And there, you want to ask them questions, and uh. You know, depending on where you're going, you're going to find really, really knowledgeable people who um, will be extremely helpful if you're unsure about what to pick. Okay. And, you know, some places will have uh, less beneficial bud tenders. It, right. it well, all I think depends. that that's probably true in any industry. You're going to have people that are really well-trained and really knowledgeable. And, yeah. hey, people that's on their first day on the job, they might not be as quite as knowledgeable. So I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to be alarmed about them being pushy because overall, I've honestly never had a pushy butt tender. Okay. 
don't be afraid to, I don't know, ask. Ask questions, right? Yeah. Don't be afraid um, to really have an in-depth conversation because that's they're there for that. Right. And so dispensaries today, uh, you're not allowed. There's new rules. You're not allowed to, like, handle the bud. It's going to be in a little container where you can take off a lid and you can smell it. Right. But you, you can look at it. You, as the customer, can't take it out of that container. Yeah. Right. You can, like you were saying, you can pick it up, you can smell it, but you can't actually touch it. Right. Right. I mean, touch, I think that makes sense. Touching, you know, you used to be able to really examine it and they wanted you to examine it. And um, personally, I don't really care anymore. Right. Uh, it, Almost all of the cannabis you're going to find in California is good. Right. Uh, if you're coming from, if you're on the East Coast listening to this right now, I'm sorry, but the best cannabis in the world is grown here in California. <laughs> and it has been. It, California, For a long time. California cannabis is transported all around the world. Uh, you know, men, the Emerald Triangle right. is just a perfect place the soil the the environment is just perfect you have the people who've been doing it forever forever and again, it's crap it's exactly okay so it's a quality product you know here in california you know you're getting a quality product yeah that's so why you're looking at it you can't touch it um then what i mean do you again back in my day everything was either a quarter ounce half ounce ounce so how do you go oh, yeah, about yeah. actually purchasing let, let's say you're buying flour right you're not buying an edible you're not buying oil um how do you go about making a purchase yeah I, there's so uh, i think you know even for me i'm always like so many choices today uh and if let's just talk about flour. Okay. Yeah. So you buy um, in increments of a gram. Okay. An eighth, which is three and a half grams. Okay. A quarter, uh, which is seven. It's like seven point four grams. Okay. Um, and then an ounce, which is like twenty eight grams. Okay. And then from there, I believe, um, yeah, you. You can buy about an ounce from each dispensary right. at a but time. But as a first-time buyer, you're not going to want to go in and buy an ounce of something. You're right? I would think you would want to start small and experiment, right? The most popular thing to buy is an eighth. Okay. And depending on your level of smoking, it's going to last you uh, a couple days to a couple weeks. Okay. Good to it's know. It's going to in a in a matter of joints. Um, an eighth is going to be like maybe. Five to seven joints. Okay. All right. I, I would okay. say. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to to, to estimate. May, it. Maybe you know. Right. Depending. To, sure. Depending on how how fat you roll it, or you know how you're rolling it, and but yeah, that's that's a good approximation of what to expect. I think. Yeah, and um, you can. I would definitely suggest if you're stepping in is buy a gram of different types. And a gram's going to be between like $7 and $20. Okay. Depending on the quality of the strain or the popularity or the marketing. The the quality. Right? Each okay. dispensary 
it, the marketing is you have something that's low, medium, and high. Okay. And the private reserve is what they call the highest end of okay. each dispensary. All right. So the PR is going to be like $20 a gram. Okay. And uh, it, it, if you're a first-timer, you can probably skip that. You right. Won't, you won't be, have a see a benefit. Okay. You can get a bunch of different types of cannabis. Um, you know, dispensaries, right. they should have like a, a sample platter yeah. these days. I haven't right. seen Like that. a flight of beers yeah, or a be- flight of whiskey yeah, that you can exactly, get from your yeah. bartender. Bud yeah. tenders might want to there think about doing a, the same thing. A, a bud flight. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, I think we've hit on something there. Um, yeah. Okay. So you, you buy a few grams of different types. Um, and then, again, you have to pay in cash, right? Yes. So you're in uh, how today is, uh, for example, MedMen. Yes. If you're outside of the cannabis world, you might have already heard about them. Right. Um, they're a huge growing company. Uh, they have 11 dispensaries across multiple states. Okay. Uh, they have like one of the first dispensaries in New York opening up, which is huge. Wow. Which is really groundbreaking. Um, and they act, they make their stores like, they try to go off of an Apple store where you have iPad. The reason why is they have iPads everywhere with information Fascinating. on what you're buying and that it's very clean and that when you walk in, you're not going to be able to grab or touch the cannabis. Right. It's behind a desk where you're going to make a decision. Then you're going to walk up to the desk and then make your purchase okay. right there. Right. They bring the cannabis out from the back. Just like an Apple store. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. That's fascinating. Okay. So that's not your typical dispensary. Um, what, like, because I notice that a lot of the dispensaries, at least in where, where I live in, in Los Angeles, are, are on the small side, right? They're not, you know, large retail establishments. So um, uh-huh. you're there, um, you're in the room, you've decided on what you're buying. And how do they package it? Is there is there a regulation or a law that or do they just you know is yes. it like bring your own bag right I, I'm assuming that there's something oh, that says yeah. you can't just walk out with you know marijuana or you know cannabis in your pocket so it's been changing it drastically especially since Prop 64 passed which means that now Prop 64 when you leave it has to be a childproof package okay and that you can. Um, you know, there's a company, uh, Dixie Elixirs, they had uh, their product, which was a drink, and they, Colorado passed uh, a new rule about child-resistant uh, drink opening. Well, sure, that makes and they complete spent, sense. They had to spend millions to make re- new packaging. Right. And that, uh, you know, there's companies like Hippo Packaging mm-hmm. right now um, that are really pioneering the type of packaging that you have when you leave the dispensary because right. it's extremely important right now that uh, when you leave the dispensary, you want, you know, make sure that your kids and your pets don't get to your cannabis. Right. And that you're covered um, by law, like uh, transporting the cannabis in your car. Mm-hmm. They're going to, so they're going to give you a package. Right. Um, nowadays, you have these envelopes um, with like some type of child resistant opening. Right. 
Right, which I'm familiar with. I've I've received one of those. Mm-hmm. I had to buy it. It they're, was part of the purchase, right? Yeah, they're they're reusable. Right. So you so can you bring them. them back so you don't have to buy another one as long as yeah. it's a legit, um, you know, tamper proof packaging. Yeah, the dispensary Great. that I visit down the road, um, they'll give you a dollar off if you bring back your package. So okay. Oh, excellent. So Great. you you can hold on to it. Okay. They're they're Great. They're higher. They're much higher quality. Um, plastics than ever before built to last right yeah okay and uh when you bring this put this in your car Mm -hmm. drive home and then open it right because uh you don't want to open the package in your car uh because of cannabis laws right exactly i would assume it's something like having an uh, open container is the phrase for like alcohol in your car you you can't do that so the advice is Keep it sealed until you get home. And even then, I would think you, if you have children or pets or, you know, you're not, you know, completely um, secure in where you're going to store this thing. Is it is it a good idea? Is it a safety practice if you do have kids to just leave it in that sealable container? Yes. Okay. That makes that, sense. That right? package is great. Um, my suggestion is when you, let's say you bought an eighth of mm-hmm. cannabis and it comes in these pop uh, containers, right? Yeah, it's not airtight. Okay. Okay. You want to save the freshness of your cannabis for as long as possible, right? Because again, it's a plant. Yeah it it's a it's a herb it's a herbal yes. supplement exactly. And so you have it, um, and it's a dried out item, and humidity does affect cannabis. So um, I actually have a video. Um, I'm going to be posting online that where I talk about the best way to uh, store store your cannabis. Great. And a glass jar with an airtight lid uh, is, without a doubt, the best and easiest, cheapest way to do it. Okay. What Thanks. I suggest is this: uh, get a jar from IKEA. It's a dollar ninety nine, um, and you can put the whole jar, the whole the whole t- you know an eighth comes in the whole uh, eighth. Okay. The eighth comes in this little tube, and you can just put that into the jar and then clamp it, and it's going to be good for a long time. Okay, right. Uh, because it's airtight, right? Yeah. Okay. If you want to go a step further, you can put a humidity pack in there to- Oh, okay. Well, cigars, of, right? Again, exactly. Is, I'm a cigar it's, aficionado. Uh, yeah. You know, you want the a optimal ranges. Exactly. I have a humidor. And the optimal range is, I mean, people argue about it, of course, but anywhere from 65% humidity to 70% is kind Mm -hmm. of the scale. So um, it makes sense that I think you would want a little bit of humidity in there just so it doesn't dry out further. Yeah. Right? Okay. Exactly. All right. And the shelf life of cannabis is quite long. Um, You can can definitely store it for a long time. If it's stored properly. Yeah. Okay. Especially in this situation. And um, if you have a family or pets or anything, you know, you're going to want to have a, a, a secure place to store it. it you know, having a, a lock is mm-hmm. a great thing. Excellent. I think it's it's good advice. And like anything, you need to treat it with respect. Yeah. This is a medical thing. And, you know, you do not want to be bringing your dog 
to the emergency room because right. they ate your edibles. Right. So is the process different between someone that is a quote unquote recreational user now in California or someone that needs a recommendation? Is the process pretty much the same? Because again, I have a recommendation. I've had it for a couple of years that I got from a, a, a licensed physician, but I have never gone in as a recreational user. So is there a difference in the experience that, that you know about? Um, well, so there's patients that really need cannabis for, uh, for medical reasons. Absolutely. And you would get a actual like medical card from mm -hmm. a state doctor. That's right. I have one. The, it's like a real plastic mm -hmm. exactly. card. Yeah. That is your real medical, uh, recommendation. And there were all of these pot doctors who would give you a piece of paper with a stamp on it and then a, a number that you have that you the dispensaries can look up in an online database to see that you're an actual uh, patient and you get one every year. And it's kind of been a farce. Uh, in what way? That anybody can get it. Like... People were thinking that, oh, I need one of the 11 types of ailments that cannabis treats. And you could go to any doctor for cannabis and just say anything. Just say, you know, I have headaches and they'll they'll write it. They start filling out the paperwork as you walk in. <laughs> right. they, so are you saying it was almost a predetermined conclusion? <laughs> yeah. No, the, uh, there was someone who did an article and they tried to get turned down by getting a recommendation, and it was very tough. Wow. Uh, pretty much the only way you can get turned down is if you say to the doctor, uh, I plan on purchasing this cannabis and reselling it. Right. It's a, blatant, a blatantly illegal act. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, otherwise, anybody can get it. Um, and walk into a dispensary using this recommendation in your right. ID. Right. So now with legalization here in California, you don't have to have a recommendation, right? You can just go in and, and as an adult, um, purchase cannabis. The thing I'm curious about is, are there different types of cannabis products that are offered to um, medical uses or, or you know, between the, a medical use and a recreational use? How does mm -hmm. that work? Yeah, you have um, kind of two parties here. You have the people who want uh, relief and mm -hmm. uh, they want to treat some kind of ailment that they have. Right, which for me was I wanted to sleep better. I wanted to feel more calm. Mm -hmm. But really, it was I wanted to sleep better at night. And so that's that yeah. was my original reason for wanting to go and get a recommendation. And I was very honest about it with the doctor in the interview. And um Again, I found that experience to be really interesting. So, um, yeah, let's let's continue with that. Of, of what is the difference in the in the products? Yeah, and and if you do go to a a, me a professional who knows their stuff, and you ask them about, you know, I want help with sleep. Like, let's say you're talking to a bud tender, and you're like, I want help with sleep. Mm -hmm. Can you suggest me something? They will totally be willing to discuss and talk about it. There's a lot more information out there. Um, and that people are totally willing to help you with your specific needs. Right. Uh, medical wise. And then so there's that medical party. And then there's also the recreational use party. Right. Who want to, um, you know, party. 
<laughs> right, for lack of a yeah. better term, because that's what it is, right? And I completely get that. And um, yeah, again, over the age of 21, right? That is the, the age in California, right? To be able to purchase cannabis is 21. Yes, okay. 21 for adults. And then if you have a medical card, um, 18, you can be 18 and up. So Okay. Oh, okay. Great. So, uh, Jeff, this has been absolutely fascinating. I'm, I'm enjoying learning from you. How can people find out about Hybrid Forest? Where are you online? I'm online at hybridforest.com. Okay. And do you have any other social media accounts that you want people to know about? Oh, yeah. I have a YouTube, Hybrid Forest Productions, and check out my Instagram, at Hybrid Forest. Excellent. Jeff, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. This has been fun. Thank you for listening to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. Please subscribe and help us grow. Check out our show notes for more information about this podcast and Got a Story Media. Until next time, thank you for listening.